you that we enter your gates with thanksgiving, my dear Lord. Thank you, our provider. Thank you, healer. Thank you, comforter. Thank you, our God, our Lord of lords and kings of kings. Family, today, let's praise our Lord. Let's worship our Lord because he is worthy to be praised. He is worthy of all praise and worship. My dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for all that you have done in our lives, my dear Lord. I thank you, my dear Lord, for the service today, my dear Lord. I thank you, my dear Lord, that the word today, my dear Lord, will pierce our hearts, my dear Lord. That we will not leave this place the same way we came in, my dear Lord. My dear Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for what you are about to do in this house today, my dear Lord. I thank you, my dear Lord. As we welcome you in with worship, my dear Lord, we sing unto you, my dear Lord, and we thank you, my dear Lord, and we glorify your holy name, my dear Lord. Hallelujah to the living God. Let's praise our Lord, because he is worthy to be praised. Let's say a hallelujah to our Lord, because he is worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, my dear Lord, because you said that you would never leave us nor forsake us, my dear Lord. We thank you, my dear Lord, because we, we are now, my dear Lord. You bring us joy, my dear Lord. You bring us peace, my dear Lord. My dear Lord, when we call upon you, my dear Lord, you hear us, my dear Lord. You hear our cries, my dear Lord. My dear Lord, and you are with us, my dear Lord. You go before us, my dear Lord. My dear Lord, so we praise you. We thank you, my dear Lord. My dear Lord, I thank you, my dear Lord, that we are your, that you, my dear Lord, chose us, my dear Lord, that we are your children, my dear Lord. My dear Lord, we will be careful, my dear Lord, to give you all the honor, my dear Lord, all the praise, my dear Lord. My dear Lord, we thank you, my dear Lord. Hallelujah, glory to God. Praise your God, because he is worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, my dear Lord, as you worship in the Holy Spirit in this place today, my dear Lord. We pray, my dear Lord, that your word, my dear Lord, will be a word, my dear Lord, that will just sustain, that will stay in our hearts, my dear Lord. My dear Lord, that when we go out there, my dear Lord, that we are the light of the world, my dear Lord, because you made us the light and the sword of this world, my dear Lord. So I pray, my dear Lord, that, my dear Lord, that we go out there, my dear Lord, and we just um, speak your word, my dear Lord. My dear Lord, there are so many out there, my dear Lord, that need to hear your word, my dear Lord, that need to hear, my dear Lord, how much you love her, my dear Lord. So, my dear Lord, I thank you for using us as your vessels, my dear Lord. My dear Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my dear Lord. My dear Lord, thank you, my dear Lord. So, my dear Lord, you are so worthy, Jesus. You are so worthy, Jesus. There are no words to compare to you, my dear Jesus, because you are worthy, my dear Jesus. And we will praise you today, tomorrow, and forever, my dear Lord. My dear Lord, thank you, Jesus. 
I pray, my dear Lord, that you will bless the world today, my dear Lord. Bless the worship, my dear Lord, that we will all come together as one, my dear Lord, in one accord, my dear Lord, to honor you, my dear Lord, to bring you glory, my dear Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to our Lord. Praise your God. Praise your Lord, because he is worthy. Hallelujah. And the church says, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and good morning, church. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord and good morning, church. Good morning. Hallelujah. What a privilege, a blessing, a joy, an honor to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. How many of us know that we serve a good God? Just so you understand, a guitar only works if you plug it in. Amen. Now that you've learned that lesson. It also only works if it's in tune. Can we take a moment and worship the Lord for his mercy? We enter your gates with thanksgiving. Hallelujah this morning, Lord. We come into your courts with praise. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. really like you to sing this with me. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me in all my days. I've been held in your hand. The moment that I wake up and lay my head, I will sing. Thank you. 
so good. Hallelujah. He is so good. Yes. Hallelujah. gestures of love go unnoticed each and every day. We don't want to take one single moment for granted. We thank you, Jesus.
a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. Come on, sing it. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. Sing it. I raise a hallelujah.
take our tithes and offerings. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, yes, isn't it great to be alive? Alive, but also not just being alive, but also Serving the Lord. So as we get ready to present our tithes and offerings, I want you to understand, uh, like all of us, that giving is an art that we never want to miss. It adds a unique color and vibrant to the Christmas season. The primary reason our giving is the realization that we have received a lot from God. He has showered his blessings and sustained us 
There is nothing that we have right now that was not first given to us. We can only give because we are given. It, is, it takes courage and humility to accept the reality that we do not own anything in this world. Our possessions are entrusted only to us, but we are but steward to God. Every single asset that we have is from above. During Christmas, we are also reminded to give accordingly to the blessings that he has given us. It is you, if you are more, are given more, then extend more. Makes sense. After all, in Acts chapter 20, verses 35 says, to give is better to receive. Giving is also a way of making God smile. Cheerful giving pleases him. God never intended holiday seasons for us to be weary like the common days. God is an all-sufficient creator. Whatever we will be needing belongs to him and comes from him. As Anne Frank stated, no one has ever become poor by giving. God loves a genuine giver. When we give with all our heart, he returns it with much greater value. He supplies and provides. So giving must not trouble anyone. Giving is an advantage we need to view. When it is stated that we love because God loved us first, in every other action follows. It is true with giving. We give because we receive first from God. In preparation brought to us by this occasion, it is important to always go back to the reason for the season. We celebrate the birth of a savior to a desperate world. This is the most precious gift the world has ever known. The gift of salvation that Jesus gave his life is the very reason we celebrate Christmas. Our tithes and offerings are but our gift of gratitude and obedience for God's gift of Christ and for the continuance of his ministry through us on earth. If we can all stand as we prepare to give our tithes and offerings, I go with this prayer. Heavenly Father, you are the giver of all good things. And your word makes it clear that every good and perfect gift comes from you. We ask that you accept these gifts and use them to your glory. May these gifts bring shelter to the homeless, comfort to the sick, rest to the weary, and hope to the hopelessness. Just as you multiplied the offering of fish and the loaves that were freely given for others, we pray that you will multiply these, our offerings to you and accomplish with them more than we could ever ask and imagine. We freely and not from compulsion, for there is nothing we could give that matches your glory and majesty. And the great gift of your son Jesus and the Holy Spirit, which guides us daily. All we have is yours. And we ask that you would use us in all that we have as you will. Amen. As, as, we, uh, as we direct it, as the ushers direct you,
It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and tell them you're very happy to see them, glad to see them here. Hallelujah. All right, do it again, but really mean it this time. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, there's a feeling you get. You know, during the holiday season, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, Hallelujah. and you you see family that you haven't seen in a while. And, you know, there, there's this this kind of rejoicing, this thing that comes into your heart. It's Amen. like a robust feeling, like complete. There's joy. And that's what it should feel like when we come to the house of the Lord. This is our family. Amen. Amen. So happy we're here today. So happy to celebrate our Lord with you today. Oh, yes. 
speaker. But before we do that, let's all get up and wish my wife a happy birthday. Her birthday was Friday. And I know, I know Liz is saying, come on, come on. But you know something? You got to give honor. You know, I know a lot of people don't believe in birthdays and all that, but you know, it's, it's honoring 
God for sending us to this earth. And the thing is, like, you know, I've been married to this wonderful woman for 26 years. And, you know, that's about 27 birthdays I have celebrated with her. You know, and uh, I, I wish you the best, you know, because um, that's God's gift to me, you know. So let's, 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 let's sing a nice little happy birthday with her, you know. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Liz. Happy birthday to you. Yes, and many more. And with no more delays, let me present the speaker, your sister, your minister, and my lovely wife, Elizabeth. forgetting about the mic. Um, thank you so very much. Um, you may all be seated for now. Amen. Wow, it's an honor. Um, I remember um, the time when I was in my 20s where I didn't see a future for myself. When I used to see, think about it at that time in my life, I didn't see anything. Didn't see a thing, you know. And um, Brother Tito, thank you for your testimony um, this week. Powerful. It speaks of the faithfulness of God. That even when we turn, he never does. He's right there with us. Thank you. Because that's exactly what happened to me. For you, it was 30. For me, it was 18 years that I was away from the Lord. And um, when I finally came, became cognizant and realized that, I couldn't believe the amount of time that, that I, I had wasted. So the enemy started to play on that wasted time. And I remember being in a hotel room. I was at a woman's conference, and um, when the thought came to me, he said, man, wasted time, I yelled out, I don't care about that. God doesn't care about, about anything but from what happens with my life from this moment going forward. And I've not looked back. When I returned from that conference is when we found Calvary, and that's 20 years now, 20 years that we, that we came to Calvary. Amen. And God told me about Calvary 3,000 miles away from New York City. Calvary, this church, Calvary, specifically. There was a sister who had a friend that attended the church, and she said to me at the conference, what, where, you know, so where are you fellowshipping? And you know how the Lord will point things out to you, right? He'll put it in your face. He'll give you a lot of chances until he has to put it in your face. Well, that was a put-in-the-face kind of thing. And um, I said, you know, I'm not fellowshipping anywhere. Because at that time, we were watching TV. Our church was watching TV services on Sundays and during the week. And, um, but um, as soon as I got back to New York, I, I, I searched out uh, Calvary. And um, the very first day that I was, came to the Sunday service, Albert wasn't there but um, I walked in, and what was the pastor speaking about but on forgiveness? And that was my issue 
at that time, 18 years prior, unforgiveness. That's what kept me from coming to the Lord. I wanted nothing to do with church. Prior to leaving, I had been involved in worship, in teaching, and street ministry before. And I wanted nothing to do with it. Nothing for those, that amount of time. But when I came to Calvary, he started to peel away those pieces of me, okay? And when we became members, he showed me, that when I became a member, I cried because I realized how, how far he had brought me to have healed me enough to go from, I don't want anything to do with church, to being involved in a church. So everything that I'm doing now is something that he restored me. So when we leave the Lord, when we lose our walk with the Lord, when we return to him as prodigal sons and daughters, you don't have to go back to the beginning. He picks you up right where you left off, and he takes you running from there. He restores everything that the enemy stole. Enemy stole. So thank you for your testimony. Amen. That was not the sermon. And, and you guys know me. I'm short, precise, and to the point. So we're going to have a quick service today. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But, but you know what? I have to say as the Lord leads, as the Spirit of God leads. So I'm going to begin with this. Please don't laugh at my tree. Many of you already saw it. Don't laugh at my tree. Everybody won't recognize this tree when I take it up. Gonna help me, they're gonna help me decorate. So we're gonna decorate this tree. And I have on the side the Belinda. Do you remember these? You gave me these <laughs> little angels years ago. Amen. Sorry. All right, so let's let's get, get let's get going on. And just come around and just help me uh, just wherever they fit. This can stay here, but someone can put up. Everyone recognizes that one, right? <laughs> go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. We'll show it to them after we're done. Oops. Put them on. Perfect. And I'll leave you the red. reading a lot of scripture to you. Um, you don't have to write it, but if you go back, I would advise you to go back and listen to the service again. I like to go back and listen for the things I've missed because we've been getting so many nuggets on Fridays and on Sundays, you know, that I have to go back and listen to them, you know. Um, but this tree was partly decorated, okay? So we know that during this season, this is something that we get along, you know, we come together with our families to do. But um, even in this, this was peaceful today. But these are good kids. <laughs> these are good kids. You know what I'm saying? But um, something that can be so enjoyable can really become really unpleasant when there's disagreement about the decorations. Where do, where do they go? 
um, you know, you, you put it wrong. And you, uh, you, there's so much, so much going on. Either it's uh, siblings or is the, the husband and wife, the spouses arguing about the tree. Amen? Anybody here do that? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Don't raise your hand. Okay? <laughs> I, was, I was seeing people looking at each other. I said, oh, no, let me not. <laughs> so it's hard to believe that we can live in a world where there's peace when even in our own families we sometimes can, cannot have that so we can't even have it in our family how can we expect it of the world amen but um so i have to ask you um just as the the, the decoration of the tree shows even a simple task can dissolve into conflict and difficulty so um what's the remedy to that I already know you all know the answer because we've been hearing about this for the last few weeks. Would you be surprised to learn that the answer lies uh, in, in, in the peace that resides with God, with Christ? His peace is what brings us peace. Amen. So I'm going to read from, for you in this verse that we've been using for the last few weeks. began with our deaconess lesson. That's Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. But before I do that, let me just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we have come together here today. Father, we thank you for the Christ in Christmas, my Lord God. You are the reason for this season, my Lord God. And we've touched upon so many aspects of this kind of time, my Lord God, on, on the joy, my God, on the hope that comes. But today we're going to deal with the peace aspect of it, Lord God. I pray that you make it real to your people, my Lord God. Use me to be able to deliver what it is that you want to deliver today. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place today. Amen. So Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 says this. For as a child, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace, or Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over, the, uh, over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. He will accomplish this. Amen. So in this passage, we see uh, Isaiah prophesying about Christ. Okay, and Minister Tony touched last week, and, and I'm going to test you because we just did it. We just talked about it, but he is what? The... Wonderful counselor. And you know, in a, in a lot of our, like Minister Tony said, that in our many Bibles, you have that little comma, wonderful comma, counselor, but it's wonderful counselor. Wonderful counselor. There's no comma there. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace. I'm sorry, everlasting father, prince of peace. <laughs> Forgive me. Correct me. <laughs> Amen. So Minister Tony has touched upon it, and every single speaker has touched on some aspect of this. It's been wonderful how it's all being tied in together. Um, so let's go to the, the Prince of Peace so that he can tell us what it is that he has to say. Okay? So Jesus tells us that we will have trouble. Okay? We will have trouble. So for this, I'm going to go to read in the Bible itself. Um, there were only a few verses, um, but I wanted to read the whole entire, you know, a, a little more 
a little more of the verses that we're going to cover today. I'm going to start in John 14, starting at verse 1. I'm going to read from verse 1 to 11, then I'm going to read from 15 to 17, and then from 25 to 26. So it says, Let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God, but also believe in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where, where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, he continues, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. And we know why that is, right? Because if you've seen Jesus, you've seen God. Philip said to him, and we're going to see what he says here. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and, and is it sufficient for us? Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am, the I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority or my own accord, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Now we're going to go on to verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the to the Father and he will give you another helper or comforter, that he may abide in you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. At that point, he was still not in them, which is why they had to tarry, you know, at, you know in Jerusalem to receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But remember, Christ had, had um, given them authority to be able to do the works that he did. Well, you know, when he sent them out two by two and then the 70 that he sent out, he gave them the authority. So this, we know the Spirit of God dwelt on people. It was within Christ, but it dwelled on people. What does that tell us about the Holy Spirit? For us, he's, um, he's still not, um, like, he could do the work, but it wasn't until Christ returned that he was given the full authority to indwell us completely and be omnipresent, just like who? Amen. So we're going to touch on the connection there. Amen? Amen. So, again, I'm going to read that part, because it, he, it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and you will be in him. Then I'm going to jump down to verse 25. And we're going to read 25 and 26. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, um, but the helper, know him, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance the things that I said to you. Jesus had been preparing them for when he, he was going to be, he was getting ready to go. And he's teaching them about what was going to happen to them. 
you know, so he's trying to encourage them. They didn't fully understand, but he was trying to encourage them. He promised to send the Holy Spirit, which they, they couldn't understand or grasp what that was. They hadn't experienced it yet. What Jesus is telling them is truth. He's letting them know what, he's going, what is going to happen to them. The Holy Spirit, though, is not just a revealer of truth. He's a constant witness to it. Constant witness to it. All right? And we see that in John 15, of course, 25 and through 27. Now, um, after announcing his coming departure from his own, meaning from his disciples, he exhorted them not to be troubled in the heart or mourn because of the coming of separation. He told them he would pray to the Father, and the Father would give them one like himself to take his place. Jesus was careful to identify the coming comforter, um, the, com the, the coming comforter as, um, as, as the spirit of truth and as the Holy Spirit. Okay? And that title, what does it mean? It means advocate, pleader. We were coming in the car today, and Albert said, you know, what I, what I see him as is as a lawyer. Because a lawyer is a, a defender, but he's also a counselor. And he, and he didn't know that I had this in here. I put this in. But yes, he's a defender. Okay? Jesus was also referred to as, a, as um, referred to God. Um, the comforter, rather, he referred to him as the spirit of your father. And we find that in Matthew 10.20. That's the only place where we find that, Matthew 10.20, where Jesus refers as the comforter as the spirit of your father. And that's key and important as well. Okay? So don't you think that title really emphasizes something to us? Okay? What it shows is it shows us that the care, concern, and, and, and the compassion of the father, the God of all comfort, um, doesn't it show us that he has that, all of that for his children? Yeah. In the original language where I read um, the word another, um, when, where he said, Jesus said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask the Father, he's going to send you another helper or comforter. Um, so when they spoke about that word, um, it had two meanings. And the meaning, one of the meanings was, hold on, okay. One meaning was another of the same kind or another of a different kind. What kind do you think Jesus was talking about there? Which one of the two? The same kind the same kind. It was another of the same kind. Thus the comforter, the Holy Spirit, was to be like Jesus, represent him in every way, and act as Jesus' other self. Jesus knew that he could not remain here. He had to be taken, but he left someone that was going to be giving us what was his. He was, whatever he had to give, he was going to make sure that he, he, he passed it out, that he, it was going to be you know, uh, decimated or disimilated? Dispersed. 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 That's another word. To the people. So even though his, 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 um, his, his um, ministry on the earth as a human stopped, it didn't, it didn't end because the Holy Spirit continued that in doing the work in us. In us. Amen. So then we see at the end of um, chapter 16, verse 33, he says to them, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Remember I said, Jesus said, we're going to have difficulty, 
but take heart. I have overcome the world. Amen. Amen. So 2,000 years ago, Jesus shared um, these words with his disciples. And the truths he shared then are just as relevant for us today. They have just as much power and impact and importance. His statement teaches the omnipresence, as I shared earlier, the omnipresence of the Holy Spirit. In the days of his flesh, because of the limitations of his humanity, Jesus could not move, you know, in more than one place. He was limited. He's human. He, was, he had to, wherever he was, that's where he was. Okay? Now by his spirit, okay, from whose presence no one can, can hide from, okay, because Psalm 139.7 is clear, to, clear on that, okay, um, from his presence none can flee. He is everywhere at the same time. In many ways, we, we have the added bonus of knowing Jesus um, was speaking all truth, all the time. Jesus spoke the truth every single time. He did not lie. Jesus spoke truth. That was him. That he, can speak nothing, he could speak nothing but the truth. And he still speaks nothing but the truth. Amen? Nothing but the truth. We know that we can trust him. He came. He died. He rose again. And ascended to heaven, he defeated death. He defeated death. He still is doing his work, the work. Amen? Amen. But because of what Christ did, you and I um, have peace, okay? Um, a a deep-in-your-soul kind of peace that, um, that is hard to describe, but we know it's there. A peace that transcends all understanding. And we've, I'm going to go through the verse because we've shared it every almost every single service every, since, since Deaconess started this series. I'm, I'm combined with, you know, on Fridays we do, we cover certain things and then on Sunday, but for this month we've been actually, it's been intertwined. Amen? So it says here in uh, Philippians 4, 4 through 7, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, Okay, by prayer and petition, or prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your requests or submit your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus. Okay? So wherever there is a child of God um, in need, anywhere in the world, the comforter is there. In every situation, he's there to console us or strengthen and intercede on our behalf. The word says that in any situation, be it good or bad, we are to present our requests with thanksgiving to the Lord. And as we let go of these things, as we, I, I, there's a picture that I have in, in one of my, um, in my phone where it shows a, a, a hand holding on to a rope, you know, and, and he's holding on really tight, really, really tight. And um, you see, you can see the redness and the marks coming from having holding on too tight. But the minute that he releases it, um, he's free from that. And you, you, but you can see where he had held on to it a little too tight. Sometimes we need to let go to be free. Okay? So as we let go of things and give God the power, we give it over to him, something amazing, hap- amazing happens in us. And more often um, than not, the circumstances themselves change. Your anxiety becomes peace. Okay? Your fear becomes rejoicing. 
your mistrust and your suspicion becomes faith. And in an amazing way, the peace of God, which is in Christ, guards our hearts and minds. How can we, can you even fathom that? I can't, I can't make sense of it, but I know it happens. Okay? My brothers and sisters, this is a, a deep, personal, um, difficult to articulate um, peace. And I, I can share my most recent situation with you all. Many of you know that I lost a nephew about two months ago, and um, it was two suicide. Um, 23 year old and um, that day I was supposed to give class and I, I said Albert I'm not canceling class I'm gonna give the class but I called for prayer and I said you you know please surround me my, I, I, my, my the team you know the closest keep me covered in prayer this and this has happened and um, I cried I cried yes but then a, a peace and a strength came and that's, a, that's what I'm talking It's a peace that comes from, from him. Because if it was me, I'd be a puddle. I'd be nothing. And we were able to give class that day. And I did share with them what was happening. I was an, uh, transparent. But we, we got through class. But um, I thank God that people were blessed by what they saw. Not to... Not to puff me up, but to show what it is that God can do. On, what only God can do. That did not come from me. Not this Liz. Not this Liz. It came from God who controls and, and, and comforts and covers Liz. Okay, that, that inner peace that only he can give. And it's that peace that, that carries, and we've seen this in our house. We've seen this in our house. We've all experienced this. And we see the strength that comes. Yes, we may fall, but then we get up again and God strengthens us and we, we're able to go forward. Able to go forward and go on. Amen? Wow. Peace is Christ's gift to you and me. Okay. Have you ever thought about the Gospels where you read about um, how Christ, um, when you read his story and um, you see how he always kept his cool. He, he lost, his, he lost his, his temper. We knew that he lost it at the temple because they were making mockery of the house of God. And he took a whip and he really did it. He really did it to them. He overturned the tables and everything. But what I'm talking about here is when we're, when we're persecuted. When trouble is coming at us, he experienced that. Amen? Think about it. He was interrogated by the leading Jewish leaders of the time. And on multiple occasions, the crowds wanted to kill him and grab him, grab him and kill him. And on top of it all, he had someone in his camp, in his own camp, that would betray him. Do you not think that he knew that? Of course he did. You know. He is God. In a little bit, I'm going to go into that in a little bit. Minister Tony touched upon it. He was the incarnate, he was God incarnate, God. Amen? When he came, what he did was, just so you can understand, what he did was he did not um, give up. He just laid aside his divinity. He didn't give it up because at any time he could have called the angels to come and deal with this earth. But he didn't do that. 
He knew what was at the end. We were at that end. At the end of the, the, his, his, earthly, his earthly walk, he saw us. Because he knew that that was not the end. He knew that there was going to be more after that. The enemy didn't know he was going to be. He was going to come back and defeat the enemy. So he's a defeated foe, guys. He's a defeated foe. Amen? Even death is defeated. But the enemy, even in our walk, he's a defeated foe. Okay? So um, what is it that um, Christ knew that we don't know? Think about it. <laughs> what did he know that we don't know? Listen, he knew it all. He knew billions of things that we were not aware of and that we still don't know of. <laughs> Amen? I think we can all agree on that, right? Amen. Okay. So it says here, in this incarnation, Christ stripped himself of the insignia of majesty. Our Lord emptied himself in three ways. He voluntarily accepted the limitations of being a human being. He walked on the earth as a human being, but he was still all God. Second, his glory was hidden from the people. Has his glory been present, we wouldn't even have been able to stand in his presence. It was hidden from the people. Third, he gave up the independent use of his attributes, meaning his all-powerful and all-present, th those things that are, that are his attributes. He, he, you know, he, he, he independently set it aside. But he still, he still could have, I mean, it was his. He just laid it aside. He became subject to the Father's will and lived his life in, in that realm, in the, in the earth realm. He likewise became, um, he, he likewise, um, so he submitted to the Father's will, but he also submitted to the life-giving spirit who was responsible for him becoming a man. Who was it that impregnated Mary? Amen. We don't know how he did it, but it happened. Okay. And the same spirit imparted to him full empowerment in all his preaching and teaching. I remember teaching uh, you guys a few months ago that Jesus had full confidence in the Holy Spirit. Because he knew that he had to depend on the Spirit of God to do what he needed to do on the earth. Because he was walking on the earth realm as a human being. So he had to submit completely first to the Father to do the Father's will and then to the Holy Spirit who was going to be working through him. But he had total confidence in the Spirit of God. He did not doubt it, not one second. Okay? He trusted the Father and had complete confidence in the Spirit. Because of this trust, because of his faith, he was able to have peace in every situation. That's a powerful truth. Okay? He had peace in every situation. Even when it was hard when he was in Gethsemane and he had to make that decision in the Garden of Gethsemane. If, you know, Father, can you, you know, can you take this cup from me? But, but, but even if you don't, you know, but, but, you know, your will be done. Your will be done. And he went to the cross. He went to the cross. So, peace is a gift of God. It's different from the things the world gives, right? But it's just like any other gift. We're responsible for taking it. When it's offered to, it's our responsibility to take it. Just like salvation is a gift, we have to take it. We have to take it. 
If we don't take it, we don't get it. Okay? So is this peace. Okay? It's a gift. What have you received from the world lately? This world has nothing to give us, nothing but pain. Amen? What have you experienced this month? What have you experienced this year? I'm sure we have a whole list of things that we've experienced. So I have to ask you, are we ready, are we ready to receive that peace today? Amen. The best Christmas we could have will be marked by peace. Christ is the reason for the season. And it's him who gives us peace. As we discussed last two weeks ago, rather, with Minister Tony, um, we have hope because of Christ. Okay? And he, he, what he promised to do in and through our lives. He is a light that shines in the darkness. Okay? And we can share the light of Christ with others by sharing the hope we have. Our, our deaconess Celeste shared on, on this. Our, our deacon Edwin shared on this as well. You know, that we've been just touching upon these different aspects of what it is that God gives us. He gives us hope. He gives us joy. He gives us peace. Okay? But today, we know that we can have a peace that transcends all understanding. The peace that I exhibited a few, a few months ago, um, you, if you haven't exhibited, you, you can have it too. It, it is free for you. It is free for you to have that peace. To be able to walk in the midst of difficulty and, and still shine and, and still be firm and still have, have hope and know that, that, that even though I'm going through the valley of death, um, I will fear no evil for God is with me. He is with me. Amen? By letting go of all our troubles and giving it to, into his ever-capable hands, he returns his gift of peace, divine peace, soul-quenching peace. Do you want to let go? To, uh, um, what do you want to let go of today? What do you need to place in his hands to be set free from that to have your peace? What do you need to do today to receive the gift of peace? If you don't know the Lord, you first need him. And if you know the Lord, you just need to give it to him. But when you give it to him, don't take it back. Let him do the work that you want him to do and he's desiring to do in your life. Can we stand? I'm sorry, I'm going to have the elder come up. My Charlie Brown tree there. <laughs> Praise God. That was awesome. Um, Minister Liz said so much. She said such a mouthful of nuggets there. But one thing, Liz, you said it wasn't Liz.
But I say it is because God's spirit is upon her. So one of the fruits of the spirit is peace. What am I saying? It's in you already. What choice do you want to pick on? Do you want to grab on the pain and the frustration and run with it or grab the peace that surpasses all understanding and make a stand for Christ? Now I'm going to tell you, I've been feeling such unbelievable peace in the journey that I've been that I thought I was something wrong with me. I thought, you know, why am I not, you know, griefing this? I mean, I was broken. I am not was. I is broken hearted. I lost my wife. I am broken hearted. I cry every night. I'm not ashamed of it. She was the love of my life. Yeah. To a point that I started, I, I would call the pastor and says, Pastor, uh, you know, all I feel is this overwhelming peace and the presence of God. He says, my, my brother, that's the grace of God upon you. You cannot receive from God if you're not floating in peace. You can't give if you're not floating in peace. Peace is more powerful than we understand. You know, I want to give them a piece of my mind, but God says, I'm not giving you a piece of my mind, so be still. God is so powerful that he has thought of every aspect of life for you. He equipped you with everything you will ever need to overcome whatever the enemy throws at you. I was in a journey that should have destroyed me. It was so confusing that I couldn't understand that I would just walk in the room where my wife was and I would feel the presence of God. I said, Lord, I don't understand why, but I give you glory. I got people who are so concerned about me. I mean, my kids, is, if I say ow, they're running. You know, um, everybody's asking me, you know, are you eating? I'm overeating. My kids are taking care of me. Like, you know, they already made doctor's appointments for me. <laughs> Dad, you're going to stay on top of her knee. See, I, and, and I submit to them because I made my wife a promise that I will continue in the journey to make sure our kids will serve the Lord. Why? Because I got a promise from God. They're winnable. So I'm standing on his promises. One day I'll be home with her. She probably won't even recognize me, but she'll be too busy with God. <laughs> but we're in a season that more suicides occur. More killings occur. People are sitting next to you, looking good, dressed good, smelling good, and inside are dying. Because they're lacking what we have and take advantage of. He resides in us. And he equips us with such a peace. Actually, the word says, that surpasses the understanding. Why am I so peaceful when I'm in the valley of the shadow of death? Why? Because he is with us. So this season, man, as you go home and you're blessed, man, you open the fridge with there's food, you know, take a minute. And not only family members, take a minute. Lord, who could I share my peace with? Who could I give 
that does not have. See, the Bible says you don't have because you don't ask. Who do I give? Ask me. I will show you. And he will show you what to give. But Lord, you know I ain't got the much. Give me what the little you have and I will multiply it. Come on, there's power in this house. There's power in this house. But Minister Liz started going a different direction also. She also said, let's stand for a minute because I believe anyone who's struggling in this house, I'm asking to be bold enough because, you know, it takes boldness, you know, to put a, a mean face. It takes a lot of energy to be frustrated. And doesn't take that much effort to let the Holy Ghost go. Just release yourself. So I don't know what any pain in your heart, and what, 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 what the enemy is playing with your emotion, with your mind, but I'm going to tell you, Liz gave you the secret. He's a defeated foe. He's an liar. We, we serve an awesome, mighty king. So if you're walking around in, in this house and, or no people around you who are walking around with, instead of a smile, they're walking around showing their pains. Man, if you're here, I'm asking you to take a step of faith. Be bold. I mean, unless you enjoy living there. Because we can get comfortable there. We could dig a ditch and, and, and not complain that it's a ditch. We'll dress, we'll dress up that ditch. But if you want to break free from yourself, from yourself, because the devil got no hold on me. The devil got no hold on you. He has, has a, whis a lying whisper. <laughs> he equipped you with peace, joy, strength. Uh -uh. He equipped you with his spirit. Fearfully, Austin, he made in the likeness of the awesome I am. Listen, I'm going to bury my wife in another week. We're having a celebration uh, next Wednesday here. So if I could tell you how good it is, come on, come on, man. You're still here. Come on. He is worthy. He is holy. He is righteous. And he loves you. So let's take a chance. I'll, I'll do it this way. Everybody close their eyes. One step at a time. One spoonful at a time. How many want to admit to themselves that they're hurting? With everybody's eyes closed, just raise your hand. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my sister. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. God loves you. God died for you. That you will be joyful, be prosperous in him. No longer listen to the lies of the enemy. You know, I used to always say, what sinks a boat? <laughs> People say, oh, holes in a boat. No, water getting in the boat. Don't let the storm get in you to the point that it can, now they can't tell the difference between you and the storm. He is greater than the storm. Did he, did he not rise up and rebuke the storm? Peace be still and obeyed because he is the I am. Those that raise their hand, I'm asking you to take one more step of faith. Come up here. Come up here. Don't look around. There's no one to be fearful or ashamed or guilty. Just come up here. If you want freedom, 
God is here for you. My brother, I'm calling you because I saw you raise your hand. Come up here. My brother, come up here. Do not let the lies of the devil hinder you from being who God called you to be. If you're one of my ministers and you're struggling and you're in pain, you should be here. I don't, don't let title stop you from being free in God. So that's why we can say with confidence, he saved me from that. And that's why I am who I am. Because I got tired of fighting and just surrender. But the devil is a liar and a defeated foe. Father, I thank you for those that took the step of faith. Father, those that are tired of running into that wall, constantly having the same thoughts running into their minds, Oh, Lord, that they're not worthy, that they never will make it, they're not good enough. Lord, the devil is a liar, and I rebuke him in the name of Jesus. I say today that bondage has been broken on my brothers and sisters' minds and emotions, Father. I release you, Holy Spirit, to do as only you can do in the name of Jesus. Fill them with your peace like you have done with me. Fill them with the hope of the Holy Ghost like you have done with me. Thank you, Master, for what you're doing in this house of deliverance. We worship you here today. We glorify you here, Master. You are the awesome I am. Without you, we will be, Lord. But with you, there is no limitation that we cannot overcome in you. So I worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we glorify you. We magnify your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Master. Oh, Lord, for you, all you have done and all you are about to do, my God. We come against every principality, every demon, every missile, every flaming arrow, every scheme, every plan that has been launched against your children here today. We cancel it in the name of Jesus. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. For you are our Savior. You are our healer. You are our sanctator. We worship you, Master. Lord, we glorify you. Hallelujah. Lord, Father, I'm also putting a demand. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, he came in and he stole peace. He stole finances. He stole hope. I'm asking for a 10 times full release. Or act to your children. The peace of the Holy Ghost. The finances, Master. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come against suicide thoughts in the name of Jesus. Find the lying devil.
Thank you. 
guys a bless. I stand there the spirit of God told me in my spirit that there are a lot of people with a lot of hurt here in this church right now physical and spiritual hurt now I'm going to ask a question and you don't have to answer. Has anyone have ever experienced a physical or a spiritual miracle in their life? Anyone standing here? Well, the Spirit of the Lord told me now that today you're a witness of a miracle. Why? This man is going to bury his wife. But the mind of God, which is Christ, in him the hope of glory, has freed him from the spirit of bondage of the physical world. Now, the Lord is saying, today, if you desire a breakthrough from that which is holding you back, experience the miracle that he has placed in this man of God that today he is sharing it with you. God miracle is not supposed to be wait. How many people have experienced the miracle of God? The miracle of God is here today to set you free. The miracle of God is upon this man. And this man is sharing the miracle of God with you right now. Jesus Christ said, They that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Spirit and truth is upon this man. He's unleashing the spirit that God has placed in him to release it to you that your breakthrough may come true today if you are willing to experience a miracle today. Those who over here, let them hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying today. Hallelujah. Don't forget two very important dates. The 21st, the celebration of Elder Isabel's life. And the 25th, church is open. Amen. We're having Holy Ghost. Yes. So bring your gifts unto the Father.
Anybody else? He said, you know, he, he doesn't get tired.
Or you can break free today. The choice is yours. Your healer, deliverer, it's in the house. Let me say something here about mine. I'm not coming up against your mental brain. I'm talking about your mind. It's tormented. Your mind is in bondage. So you can't feel what the Lord is telling you to do, that you're qualified for it. He's a liar. He equipped you made you holy, righteous, more than a conqueror in his image. So if you want freedom today, the deliverer is here today. hold on to my anchor, I will sink. I will fail. I will go back into the routines of my meditating, of my foolishness. It is his peace that causes us to overcome. So today we're all, all of you there, please extend your hands. Come on, there's room for more, man. You know, you're not going to get him tired. You know, he's got more power in the anointing than we can imagine. So stand here. Today is the day of breakthrough and deliverance. Why? Because there's a joyful season coming forth. Come on. Come on. As I'm talking, those in the front begin to worship and praise him for his deliverance. Because in your praises, your breakthrough will be manifest. In your praises, your deliverance will be manifest. Your gracious, I'm trying to tell you that you got the power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. 
I come against every lie, every principality, every demon, every missile, every plan that has come to torment my brothers and sisters here in this house. We serve you notice today and no further. Here, it stops the tormentation. Here, we release the gifting of the Holy Spirit. Here, we release the joy of the Holy Ghost. Peace in the name of Jesus. Peace that surpasses all understanding. We worship you. We worship you. Here, I no longer meditate on my pains or failure. Here, I declare. And when I say, yeah, I'm speaking for you. I declare I am healed. I am whole. I am one with Christ. And I am more than a conqueror. worship you Jesus for what you're doing in our hearts we worship you Father we magnify your name
freedom. That's a dance of overcoming. Hallelujah.
sing. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. It's mine. Well, take that same anointing. Take that same desire and seal. Today you have been delivered. Today you have been given the gift of joy and peace in God. Fight for it because it is yours. And don't let no one and no sex do nothing. Take it away from you. Father, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, my God. Hallelujah for your faithfulness, my Lord God. Father, I thank you, my Lord God, for moving in this house, my Lord God. Thank you for your love for your people, my Lord God. And Father, if anyone is here that didn't come forth, my Lord God, I pray, my Lord God, that they don't leave here, my Lord God, without first seeking you, my Lord God, Father. I thank you, my Lord God, for those that were able to come forward, my Lord God. But I know you love each and every person here. Heed the Spirit of the Lord and what he spoke today. Heed what the Spirit of the Lord has spoken today. Do not walk out that door without receiving your healing. Because you will only delay what God wants to do in and through you. Do not leave here today without coming forth. Do not leave here today without coming forth. Our brother said there were many that still did not come forward. Did not come forward. Oh, Father. Father, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you that there's freedom in you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for the work that you've done in this house today, Lord God. Thank you for the hope that comes from you. Thank you for the peace that comes from you. The peace that surpasses all understanding, my God. So, Father, we release, release the body today, my Lord God. From here, but never from your presence, my Lord God. So, Father, I thank you for what you've done and what you're continuing to do in each and every person here, my Lord God. I thank you, my God, that you continue to reveal yourself to us. And, and one thing that, that I want to say is that 
it's in your worship that you're going to get your freedom that you're going to get your release that you'll be set free so when you have the heaviness begin to praise god the enemy cannot be in the presence of the lord where there's worship and praise so as you begin if you begin to feel heavy don't listen to the lies of the enemy he wants to derail you you begin to lift up your hands and worship and praise of the lord worship and praise of the lord worship and praise of the lord hallelujah and he will flee from you hallelujah thank you my god thank you my god because you show us what it is that we need to do so father bless us today my lord god i pray my lord god for traveling mercies for those that are leaving here today father take us to our destinations my lord god and prepare us my god for the week you know what's in store for each and every one for the week, my Lord God. Begin to open up doors for us to be able to minister to those that need to hear your word, to need to hear of your love and your hope, my Lord God. Father, I thank you, my Lord God, for what you're doing. And we just submit everything to you, my Lord God. Even those things that have not um, um, come to, we've not given voice to, my God, because you know what those things are, my Lord God. Continue, my Lord God, to have grace and mercy upon us, my Lord God. You love us so much, and you're so patient with us. But I thank you for that, my Lord. So, Father, we thank you. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. We say amen and amen.